Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Updike. And I am Positive Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Mm -hmm. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media folks who bring you locked on Clippers. When can they hear it? 7 a.m. Monday through Friday, coming at you five days a week, every weekday. Make us your first listen. You're getting some windshield time, as uh, a recent five-star review said. That doesn't know us when they're driving. Great term. Uh, but yeah, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Unless something crazy happens, we do breaking news for you. But yeah, come hang. That's right. And kicking off today is breaking news. Uh, we got a recap of the <laughs> we got a recap of the Clippers' last preseason game, which was played mm -hmm. in Ontario. Hopefully, some of y'all made it out there. That'd be yeah, sick. Yeah, looks like a pretty good crowd. Uh, Clippers lost uh pretty pretty he healthy loss to yeah, the wolves not important uh, <laughs> results not important the result is not important actually but there were some things to like from this one so we'll talk about that as well as what we didn't like and then also we'll kind of just have a, a how we're feeling a little bit of a, a key takeaways from the preseason mm -hmm. and then it's twitter tuesday every single monday we ask for your questions that's at locked on clips want to thank everybody who sent those in ahead of time we really appreciate it uh don't forget to send yours in. If yeah, you want to chop it up with us. For sure. You can send it anytime, but if you'd like to get a feature on the show, probably best to do it on a Monday. Mm -hmm. uh, and then in shavings, we got a whole mess of stuff. Daniel Oturu <laughs> waved by the Bulls. Heartbreaking. Uh, possibly a new Luke Kennard nickname. Mm. And uh, surprise, surprise, someone showed up to the 76ers <laughs> practice yeah, facility. Absolutely. So all that and more coming up right about now. You are locked on Clippers. Your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, yeah, so the Clippers lost a lot to a little versus the Timberwolves in Ontario, California. Seemed like a good crowd, like we said off top. Shout out to everyone who went there. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of stuff to cover, so we'll get right into it. The starters for this one, Terrence Mann, Nick Batum, Zoo, Kennard, and Bledsoe. Paul George very much done for the uh, preseason. Same with Reggie Jackson. No problem with that, really. Didn't you see enough? Yeah, I'm did totally you, fine. Did you it. need to see more in a preseason? Game? I needed to see 35 minutes of both these guys. Um, let's get into what we liked. I think the one of the biggest takeaways from this is that Luke Kennard looks absolutely ready to earn that contract. He hit uh, four of nine threes. Yeah, hit all of his free throws. Hit all four of them. Added five boards, two steals. Kind of showed that he's going to be driving and kicking a lot. So I'm not going to be surprised if his assists kind of hover around like that four, five, six a game number, but I'm really happy when I'm coming into the year and it seems like no matter who he's with in the backcourt, the fit is getting well figured. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was great to see him get the start because the growth has been so apparent. Yes. And, you know, it, it's been sort of a talking point from uh, from Ty Lue that they are seeking him out more. They're trying to make sure everyone's aware at all times where Luke is <laughs> on over the floor. there, guys. Yeah. Uh, so it was great to see. And, and we have seen, you know, incremental growth in that process yeah and there was also some promising run of uh canard and bledsoe playing together mm -hmm. I, you know i think that they're pretty solid compliments for one another depending on how they're going to choose to stagger things because yes. we've heard that you know one of reggie or bledsoe will be on the floor at all times i mean bledsoe is probably the one that you want on the floor a little bit more with canard yeah that's a good call uh, defensively it just it just helps <laughs> uh, possibly possibly <laughs> yeah. possibly uh, but yeah, I mean, these two are going to be like, they're going to be a good pairing. Yeah. And then Bledsoe, um, excuse me, uh, Kennard and man is fun. And then Bledsoe and man with three shooters around them is going to be fantastic. To watch. Yeah. We got some, we, we got a little bit of a look at, uh, Bledsoe with 
Man and Batum. Mm-hmm. Um, you had yeah. Mook and PG in there. And yeah. like, that's a defensively, that's an elite small ball five lineup. Offensively, also elite. Like yes. it's going to be really fun to see. Great, you know, great end of the preseason for Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann. Terrence played 27 minutes, looked healthy. He took that knock in the Mavs game that we were all kind of worried about. Um, 15 points, four assists, and he hit three threes. Yeah. Which is great to see. Um, Brandon Boston Jr. got a poster, which was great. Uh, we know that he can score at an NBA level. Zoo had a very efficient 10 and 9. Yes. He definitely. said post game, the Clippers have to get better at quote unquote the little things, those little things being effort, communication, transition, defense, and rebounding. A little bigger than little to me. The transition uh, the defense things department. The, the transition defense and rebounding, absolutely. I yeah. Mean, uh, yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get into more. And then, dude, Hartenstein just at this point has to be the third center. It would be foolish to not extend him a contract. From a lot of perspectives, we brought it up last episode, like from a future asset, from just being a future piece. And just... That's a very skilled player that I... He's so skilled! I don't know how he didn't end up on another team. Um, yeah. I think he wants to win. Think that he seems does. to be a precedent. Yeah, I do think that he wants to win. So that... Um, I, I mean, I, I think that we're... I feel confident that we're going to hear news on that. Yeah, he had... He did everything uh, versus the Wolves. He had six points, uh, five boards, three assists, four blocks. The four blocks is what was the most impressive to me. Yes, in 11 minutes, which per 36... Hey, hey, hey. an astonishing line. Did Zulu just lose his job? <laughs> yeah, uh, according to one guy. Um, what we didn't like in this one, what's our level of concern with Marcus Morris not playing any preseason basketball? So I'm not going to say the level of concern is zero just because I don't know how serious this injury is, but just there so might not much... even be an injury because it seems to be a rest thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Just with how much is on his shoulders, I mean, I can't put the injury level at zero. Mm-hmm. And and kind of piggybacking onto that, like Batum was struggling a little bit to find his shot. He was one yeah. of five from three. He did add like four boards, I think, and an assist. But I, I bring this up just to say, like, are we worried about fatigue with him too? Because if if it's a combination of both, both things, these dudes. Yeah, I'm I'm saying the like the forward depth gets a little dicey. Yes, and to add on to that, Ty Lu commented post game that he's committed to playing nine guys this season, and that the tenth guy will be a quote unquote later decision. I think this is wildly optimistic from Coach Ty Lu. It's kind of the only thing I think I've ever actually disagreed with well, him it, hearing say like yeah. I, We're committing to nine guys. Like, so like Winslow's not in that rotation. If you look at the top nine, you look at PG, Reggie, Bledsoe, Morris, Batum, Zoo, Canard, Man, Surge. If Surge is out, it's probably going to be mostly Hartenstein or Giles, whatever. So like there, there's just some, I don't know, something to monitor. Yeah. Let's, we'll, we'll keep an eye on Marcus Morris's minutes uh, for the season that starts in 10 days. Ty Lue also, for what it's worth, not concerned. Just looking to have him ready for the regular season, but I don't know. Um, transition defense we talked about a little bit. Not exactly stellar throughout this one. No, it was bad. What's your concern level with this? Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to gauge because in like the second half, you know, we saw less of the starters, and that was where things started to get. There was real like a ten point run, and then another ten point run from the other side. Yeah, but I'm with you. This, this problem has not been contained to just like the second unit or guys. Yeah, in a way sure. to where it's something that's you know, not a concern or clearly, you know, clearly it's an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so my concern level right now, I mean, I'd say. Lukewarm? Yeah, I'd say lukewarm. Yeah, I think that's fair. 
Yeah. Um, Naz Reed killed us, so that felt like a regular season game. So that's fun. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a classic. Man is still a little hesitant on taking threes. I know he took oh, like eight in this game or whatever, but you can just see kind of the it, it just not as trigger happy, I guess, as you maybe want him. L.A. Clippers film, fantastic follow on Twitter. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't follow this person on Twitter, go follow. You will learn more about basketball. You'll learn a whole lot more about the Clippers. He pointed out that I'm Terrence Mann... about life. <laughs> exactly. The Terrence Mann shooting motion might make it hard to get consistency from the three ball because it's kind of like a two-motion shot. Like, if you look at him shoot, he's nowhere yeah, near course. as smooth yeah. as the shooters. And I believe this because L.A. Clippers film knows more about basketball than I do. And Terrence's shot looks... It's just not as smooth. His outside shot is not as smooth as obviously when you're comparing it to a Luke Kennard or a Nick Batum, but I, I can see where he's coming from. So I just want Terrence to not be hesitant. My like counterpoint or other thing would be this isn't the same type of hesitance that we saw last year. This isn't a refusal Fair. to shoot right. or okay. uh, Good point. Uh, like a lack of confidence in the shot. What I'm seeing, and you know, I'm not in Terrence's head, so I don't know for sure, <laughs> is that like his role has changed so much and he now has so many more options with the ball in his mm-hmm. hands that I think he can do more. Yeah, it's gonna take a second for him to like make those quick decisions on the fly. Um, but but I'm with you. Like overall, I would definitely like to see him be a little bit more trigger happy. And overall, though, he's just gonna have to be more decisive, especially with kind of that slower shot. Like yeah. it becomes one of those things where be deliberate. Yeah, especially, you know, if you're going to make the leap this year, like that's one of those things Like you're going to have to be intentional and like mm-hmm. decisive. Yes. Decisive. Uh, and the three point shooting from the team, uh, basically anyone not named Man or Kennard was abysmal. Yeah. Uh, Man and Kennard uh, combined for seven of the 10 total made threes by this team. Hell yeah. Team shot 26 percent from beyond the arc that's preseason basketball baby honestly the thing that's a little bit funny about this like why i'm not freaking out too much is in the minutes when bledsoe and zoo were both on the floor i still thought that they were able to operate with enough space to where i'm not for sure oh my god the three-point shooting is really gonna be an issue but you know tbd we'll see yeah bledsoe looked great um yeah brandon boston jr 0 for 5 from three buddy to get the poster so usually this section's a little shorter, but how are we feeling? What are some of your key takeaways from this preseason real quick? Um, well, I'll start with Bledsoe because this is like yeah. my longest Let's one. Let's talk about it. Bledsoe is going to give this team some interesting looks. Yeah. The shooting. The bowling ball down there. <laughs> yes. The shooting definitely like poses its own issues, but you know, if he's continuing to generate looks around the basket and open opportunities for teammates while he's speeding up the offense and being a plus defender... <laughs> Truly, what more were you hoping for from a point guard with what this team has to work with? Yeah, exactly. The the uh, the paint and spray, yeah, was in full effect in this game, even with Bledsoe and Zoo on the court. Yes, which is very encouraging. Definitely, definitely. Um, Any other key, some key takeaways? I mean, sign Hartenstein, just do it. If yeah. I sign Giles, I will consider it a legitimate, gigantic misstep. The Nuggets attached two second round picks to trade Hartenstein away when he was on their team, which is also a crazy misstep. Yeah. Um, but sign him. This guy fell he's into our on, lap. He's been on teams with too many bigs. Yes. You know? And now yeah. he's on a team that doesn't have enough. So like this, it just fell into the Clippers lap. Yes. Um, I agree. Brandon Boston Jr. We know can score an NBA level. Terrence looks very ready to take a leap. A leap that we're going to get into on Twitter Tuesday because there's some chatter about Terrence Mann winning most improved player. We're, I'm going to let Will's build in the soapbox right now and we're going to get to it. 
Uh, Clippers preseason is over. Regular season starts in a little over a week. We're very excited. Coming up, answering your questions on Twitter Tuesday. But first, got to give a shout out to Sleeper. Sleeper is a new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick. Uh, it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each of their starters to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. Fantasy basketball is kind of broken. You'd have uh, some teams win just because they happen to have more games, which is never fun to deal with or try and schedule. Uh, if you like kind of playing fantasy football where you set your one lineup and then just hang out, you're really going to love game picks. Um, download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. One more time, that is the Sleeper app if you want a brand new, much more simple, and much more fun way to play fantasy basketball. Okay, so we're back with Twitter Tuesday. I want to thank everybody who sent those questions in yep. ahead of time. Appreciate it. One more time, if you want a chance to get your question featured on the show, go ahead and shoot that over to at LockedOnClips on do. Twitter. Yep. Usually ask for those on Monday, but hey, we'll chop it up with you at any time. For sure. All right, so kicking things off. <laughs> Let's... We did a whole like episode segment about this at one point. But yes. What do we got? Uh, Robert Yamagata. Shout out, Robert. Shout out, Thanks Robert. for asking Hope questions. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Uh, he wants to know if Terrence Mann has a chance to win MIP and what would his stat line need to be? I propose, uh, here's how I think you should answer this question. Okay. I think you should start with what the stat line should be first as opposed to what you think the outright answer is because I think that will paint a good picture of what the stats for most improved player really look like. Okay, so... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, you look, like, if you look at the, the last five years of stat lines for most improved player winners, sure. you got to score above 23 seems to be the magic number. Hmm. There's one player in the last five years okay. who didn't hit that number or above. Okay. Uh, and that's maybe the closest analogy to Terrence that I can see, and that would be Pascal Siakam. Okay. Uh, in his MIP year, he averaged 17, 7, and 3, while adding about a block a game, like 0.7 okay. blocks a game. Yeah. Um, and this is the most likely comparison to Terrence, because uh, Pascal, in the year before his MIP season, was averaging 7, 5, and 2. Terrence's Oof. last year's stats, 7, 4, and 2. So what you're saying is we can expect Terrence to average 17, 6, and 3. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so this is like the most likely thing. And the other thing that you have to consider is it's, you know, it's a league-wide award, right? Uh, and Terrence is, for all intents and purposes, second-year player. Usually you're looking at guys like in their third, fourth mm -hmm. kind of year. Yeah. That being said, right. I don't think it's happening, man. It would take... Last year, Julius Randle won. A <laughs> right. guy who's been a double-double guy for multiple NBA seasons. Sure, and he averaged 24, 10, and 6. Yeah. Brandon Ingram, 24, 6, and 4. Oladipo, 23, 5, and 4. Giannis, 23, 9, and 5. Giannis, I feel like you can throw out because he's maybe one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Still um, had to win MIP to get there, though. You sure. have to be the most improved <laughs> before you can be the best. That, well, maybe. Um... <laughs> I do, and it's and this is not a knock on Terrence Mann. If Terrence Mann was on a worse team than the Clippers, sure, I could see him scoring being MIP. But if he was on a different team, I don't even think it has to be a worse team. Like if he was on the Lakers, sure, fully. Well, the hype, machine. honestly, fully in play. You you get fifteen votes, I think, automatically just for. It's like when you put your name on the SATs. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I guess I just I don't really see it happening for this team. If he averages 17, 7, and 3, 
he still probably wouldn't win MIP, which is crazy to think about. But it would merit a look. I'm not saying oh, that he it won't. would merit a I'm finalist. I'm not saying that he won't sure. merit a look. But to outright win it. Outright win it. I Someone on Twitter said if he had 15, 5, and 5, he would win it. And I don't believe that. He would not what win. What is it, a historic down year for offenses in the NBA? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And I love Terrence Mann. We just got done talking about how he's fully ready to take a leap this year. Yes, but a about, huge leap. How about this? Terrence Mann, most improved player, 2022-23 season. Most improved Clipper. This year, for sure. Him and Luke <laughs> but I think... What about Luke Kennard? I think this question is going to be better asked at the end of this season. Yeah. If Terrence Mann can get to comfortable double digits, maybe five or six boards, maybe plus three assists, I think the next season is when we can start. Because you kind of have to have this weird hype to win most improved. It almost like there needs to be a season where people are like, he was almost in the conversation. And then the next year, you become like a finalist for it. You know what I mean? E- like, either that or like you end up being a surprise key contributor to sure. like a, play- a playoff run or yeah. something like that. So I think let's let's put those bets off until the 2022 season. Yeah. That would be my take. Um, thank you for the question, Robert. Uh, Alfie Avendador. Says, who is likely to be traded as the season progresses? Fantastic question. There Oof. are a Zoo? lot of movable, of movable pieces. Canard, in, my, you, in my mind. If Canard's playing well, that's a movable piece. I don't know why the Clippers, what they would move him for, because he's definitely helping out the Clippers if he's playing well. Yeah. Zoo is a pretty tradable asset. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure people have... Knocked the door on that one. Picked up the phone. Yeah. On Zoom. Winslow plays well. I don't think Winslow. Just because mm. of the health stuff. Yeah. I don't really think that moves the needle that much. For sure. But Kennard, because of... You, you got to think of like where the money lines up too. Yeah, like, and he fits on any team in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> and Kennard and Zoo combined, that gets you like 24. Kennard does have a lot of years left on the deal. So that is kind of a big swing for a but team. But you can pitch that as too. as like the cap's going up every year. And you got him locked down. Yeah. And it is incentive laden too yeah. already. Uh, I know we always talk about it being like, you know, four for 64, but that, that's like. It's weird. Yeah it's, yeah. it's not as weird as NFL contracts, but it's Zoo and Canard are, I think, the top two candidates. Terrence Mann. Damn. I don't think that there's like interest in them wanting because there's an extension. But if we're talking assets, that's a major asset. And we got to you're very right. We got to look into dive into more of what the extension situation when they can offer him one. Yeah. What's it going to look like? Because after this season, I'm pretty sure we can give him the QO. Yes. Which for a second round pick, if you're the Clippers, you obviously would rather get him for one extra year on that QO. Yeah. Than what he actually should be getting paid. So that'll be something to monitor. Yeah. I would be dis- I would feel disrespected if I were Terrence Mann and they just give you the QO. Yeah. He's already qualified for it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, and then he becomes an unrestricted free agent. So yeah, yeah they, they're they're gonna extend him an offer. They so. have to. Um SoCal Clippers, speaking of Terrence Mann. Oh, but we didn't answer who is likely to be traded. I think it's Canard or Zoo. Yeah, that's fair. It, it just fits. Um Jay Scrub. Morris. Um, Mor- Oof. I don't know. I think. It depends on health, maybe. I think it depends on health. It'll be interesting. Thank you for the question, Alfie. Um, SoCal Clippers wants to know, who do you think will end up being the bigger draft steal? T-Man at pick 48 or Brandon Boston at pick 51? I think Terrence Mann's, like, for career-wise, 
maybe Brandon Boston. I mean, TBD. Like, but right look, now, right now we Warren. know that one is an NBA player. Also, play. one is like, like five years older than the other one. Yeah. So the edge, I think, kind of long-term is for Brandon Boston. I mean, that's true. He has a lot more years to get to <laughs> he that has point. five years on Terrence Mann. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of I mean, like, right now, we just have to go with the known quantities that we've already seen. Yeah. Uh, like the quantitative uh, situation. So... I yeah, I would have to say Terrence right now, but I mean, Brandon Boston Jr. has a very bright future. Yeah, um, and I think you know if he can continue to grow and develop with the confidence and skill set that he already has, um, it's, you're looking at something pretty exciting there. Clipper for life. I'm happy we're able to have this conversation. Oh yeah, you know, feels good. We're gonna talk about the Clippers drafting more in the next segment. Um, Buddy Love Clippers asks, who comes first, Kawhi or Preston? Who comes back first? Yeah. Uh, to the Los Angeles Clippers or to the, the LA Clippers? To the LA Clippers, Kawhi. That's got to be to ACC. Preston, like to the Clippers' entire organization. Yeah, I'm not sure ACC. how long Preston's going to be out. We got to look into that, but probably Kawhi. Like to actually, He's, like to actually play for the Clippers. Yeah, I just don't. Kawhi. I don't see Preston playing for the Clippers. He's not cracking that nine man rotation. <laughs> I mean, definitely not cracking that. Uh, courtside clip, impenetrable. <laughs> Courtside clips, what do you think the bench unit looks like with both Bledsoe and Reggie starting? Which point guard likes to run the second unit? Well, courtside clips, it's one of those two point guards. It's going to be one of Bledsoe or Reggie. Kind yeah, of. apparently one is going to be on the floor at all times. Yeah, and if not, it's going to be Luke or Terrence Mann. Or Justice Winslow sometimes. Yeah, who did look a little better. We didn't talk about that, actually. Justice the, was banging um, around in the paint. He I was, was putting shoulder into his people. Or to people that looked good. Yeah, I was not a fan of, of point justice in the, to the first game. Gotta believe, man. Uh, <laughs> but he did look a lot. It looked a lot tighter, the handle and everything did, as well as he just kind of figured out how to get to his spots in the context of this team a little bit better. Yeah, um, for sure. So yeah, yeah. One one is gonna be on the bench. One yeah. is gonna be with the bench. It'll unit. be fine. Um, Clips cards fan says follow up from last week and disappointed you all went with Wes over Natalie. I did not. Okay. Uh, I said Natalie would drop Wes. <laughs> Joseph Johnson. firmly went uh, Wes. Round two, who wins one v one? Wes Johnson or Brian Shaw? I think it's Wes Johnson. I'll give Wes this one. Wes is running through this gauntlet. Of Clippers coaches that he's just apparently destroying in one on one. Who next? Ty Lue? Dude, I'm not mad at this idea of just a full on coaches one on one tournament. I, For charity? I, yes. That's a good time. We appreciate this, Clips Cards fan. Yeah, keep sending these. Also, are you a Cardinals fan? Good luck, buddy. Um, thank you for our Albert Pujols and making them great. Um, Spencer oh, Van. We were talking Arizona. No, that, well, he was from Los Angeles. He was from the Angels. Um, but he started his career famously with the Cardinals. We'll get into it on Locked on Baseball. On Locked on Charles teaches well baseball. Um, Spencer Van Buskirk asked, if you could be best buds with two of the guys on the team, who would you pick and why? Uh, so <laughs> I think it'd probably be like Terrence Mann and Zoo. And I think that, I just think we'd have a lot of fuck arounds. <laughs> <laughs> just playing tag, doing a bunch of dumb. That's a good time. Yeah, I feel like they're... Uh, old enough that like right. i wouldn't be the oldest man sure. that they <laughs> that they know yeah, you're not their <laughs> old friend yeah I, yeah I wouldn't necessarily be yeah. their old old friend um but i feel like both guys also seem to have like a good sense of humor and low enough expectations to where at practice sometimes we can dick around that's a good <laughs> and this scenario are you also playing for the clippers <laughs> no i'm just at practice as a friend you're posted up yeah i think i'd probably go 
I mean, I got to choose Kawhi just because I want to see what his kind of day-to-day is like. Oh, yeah, that's fair. That would be cool. And then... I mean, Brandon Boston Jr. is 19, and that doesn't feel like it's very fun as a 32-year-old. I can't see that Um, working out. Probably Luke Kennard. Yeah, death, death. Probably a good time. Good hang. Reminds me of some dudes from back home, you know? It seems like it'd be a fun time just fucking around. Um, I like how all of this is just based on... Why don't we just do a bunch of dumb stuff? We're throwing water balloons at Coach Ty. Yeah. I'm also at practice with water balloons. <laughs> We're both removed from the practice facility. Uh, <laughs> um, We're Tom Brady's doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, you got, if, you, if you drink enough water balloons, you don't get sunburned. Um, thank you to everyone for your questions. Thank you, Spencer Van Buskirk. Thank you, Clips Cards fan, who I'm just not realizing might be an Arizona Cardinals fan. That was what I was asking. I you. know. No, you're right. Um, I guess I hope they're an Arizona Cardinals fan. We'll get into it. Uh, Unlocked on what cards is Clippers cards fan of. Fan of. <laughs> Coming up, we're going to be talking shavings, just a bunch of scuttlebutt around the league. But first, Will, if I wanted to bet online, but I didn't want to go to somewhere with a .com address, where should I go? Oh, you got to go to betonline.ag in that case. Look, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, just barely still. And you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus that's on top of your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On. All right, welcome to Shavings. Hey, named shavings. after our old podcast where we just talk about a bunch of random stuff. Um, on Luke Kennard's role this season. He said, they want me to hunt shots, be a hunter. Uh, and this got me thinking, will the hunter overtake the current nickname for Luke Kennard, which Twitter has told me is Nuke Kennard? Mm. I'm going to be honest. I'm not the biggest fan of Nuke Kennard. From a logic perspective, it makes total sense. He's a hot shooter. We call him Nuke Kennard. He's dropping bombs on there. I get that. Duke Kennard. It just sounds like Duke, which makes me think of Dukey. Um... <laughs> And I think the hunter is too intense. Yeah, it's too much. What's that movie with um, Benicio del Toro, The Hunted? Yes, but that yeah, also <laughs> sure, but that doesn't really fit. No, it doesn't. I have an idea that if he does want a new nickname, there is a famous sniper who's nicknamed <laughs> the White Death. Oh, I don't like it. If you're I Luke don't Kennard, like it. That's a pretty menacing nickname. I don't like Luke it. the White Death Kennard. <laughs> I don't <laughs> like it, dude. I really don't so like Nuke it. So Luke Kennard is current. Cool Hand Luke, I also really like. Yeah, I think but, Cool Hand Luke is good. But shooters get hot. Yeah. Shooters don't go cold. Luke Kennard or Da Vinci 3, also. Damn. That's really good. <laughs> that's a really good nickname. Um, I still think Nuke Kennard is winning, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Mass appeal wise. Yeah. Hmm. Puke? No, again, okay? all of these. No. Um, yeah, also, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cool on Luke Kennard talking about being a hunter. Cl- yeah. Clutch Points had a great Photoshop of this. It's Luke Kennard with a scoped rifle. It's a good time. Um, <laughs> Daniel Ochuru, former Clipper great, uh, got cut from the Bulls. All we have to say about this is young big man exiting the rotation. 
don't yeah. remember famously. Um, second round pick by the Clippers who traded up to get him. This leads us into an interesting thing someone pointed out on Twitter. They asked if Boston and Tarrant, you know, kind of hitting his late picks, show that the Clippers drafting has gotten better over the last two years. Do you agree or disagree? I have to disagree. I think both of these players fell into their laps. I mean, they took fee above Terrence. Right. So it wasn't like, I mean, I guess we did hear internally that they'd had their eyes on Terrence for a long time. So maybe it was just a really crafty pick. And Brandon Boston Jr. I, I, I think a lot of people are going to be scratching their head as to why he went 51. Yes, I agree 100%. So um, I guess I I mean I guess it's it just is poor inc- asset management. It's incremental, I guess. I I don't I don't think the drafting has improved. What I do think has improved is our young player development, and I I sure. do give the organization credit for that. Yes, I mean I, it seems like the drafting strategy is still just who has the most upside. Yeah, which is fine, and they definitely nailed it with Brandon Boston Jr. with Terrence Mann. They really got some. They'd been scouting Terrence since he was like nine or whatever like 16 or whatever that stop trying with these guards that like aren't guards yeah stop trying with the stretch big men who are not good yeah at basketball um so i think tbd yeah we'll see i love that we hit on these picks it's great for the development of the you know the franchise in terms of finding these guys that are going to hit and stuff like that yeah definitely but i'll be comfortable with this when the clippers make a good first round i was gonna say like like we we can't just completely ignore the first round blunders. Yeah, exactly. So um, I don't think that the yeah I don't think that the draft moot has point gotten really any better. Yeah, feels stable. Brandon Moss Jr. highlight for sure. Yeah. Um, ben Simmons just showed up at the 76ers facility to take a COVID test in practice. Yeah, this was reported by Woj late today. Yeah, Elton Brand literally got a text that said, "Hey, Ben is outside the building." That's how they found out. But. I was laughing at this, having a good old chuckle to myself because I laugh when, you know, a Doc Rivers coach team isn't going through the best times. Is this how we're going to know that Kawhi is back for the Clippers? We're going to get a Woj bomb that Kawhi was just at No, because he's like, I, he's still at the facilities and stuff. Remember, he's like wearing a whole bunch of new gear now. <laughs> he's got like right. two headbands and yeah. shot sleeves. We know and... he's there, but in terms of like when he's actually going to play basketball, it's going to be warm up. Oh, probably. Like, yeah, well, there's yeah, just yeah, going to yeah, be yeah, a shot of Kawhi yeah. warming up. It's going to be like, oh, okay. Kawhi's in the lineup. Kawhi's in the lineup before Preston. Yeah. Shockingly. Um, <laughs> Famously. <laughs> Famously before Preston. Anything else in shavings? I'm hyped for this season. This preseason might have gotten me too hyped up for the regular season. Yeah, honestly, I mean, we talked about it a little bit the last episode, but there have been a lot of positive takeaways about the development of sort of where this team is going uh, in terms of direction, even down Kawhi. This mm-hmm. is like an exciting year for development. And I'm so excited that we've already gotten to see like one of our picks kind of flourishing. Terrence Mann coming into his own. And the promised growing role of Luke Kennard like actually coming to fruition. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm smiling, man. Like I'm I'm having a good time. Uh I'm I'm really excited to see what the season has in store. I'm so hyped up. We hope y'all are excited too. And also, like we said, you know, don't go too crazy this year to start. We got to get off to a hot start from home. Be excited on the good things. Not get too down about the hiccups because there's going to be hiccups. We there's got a whole new starter in there. But Clippers are looking good. Going to be a fun time. Offensively, I think they're going to surprise a whole bunch of people. Uh, Wednesday's episode, like we say, we come at you five days a week. What you say Wednesday poll over on Lockdown Clips. Going to be talking some front court issues. Who knows? Could be a fun time. 
And of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland, Will, if someone wanted to listen to our podcast and they were like, dude, where are you listening to this podcast you keep talking about? Where would you tell them that they could listen? Uh, you can listen to us on Big Bit Audio or on Napster or on Just Blaze. We're still on Napster. Uh, we are still on Napster. Yes. Are we on Kazaa? Uh, we are on Kazaa. We're on Kazam. Uh, Shazam. You can also listen to us on iTunes or the <laughs> podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. We're on Amazon Music. All the regular places. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to help the show out heading into the season, go ahead. Leave a rating and review over at iTunes or the podcast app, regardless of where you listen. Five stars. Hey, it helps us out. We'd love it. We mentioned it up top, but we do come at you five days a week. That's 7 a.m. Pacific. We hope to have you rocking with us. We absolutely do. As Aiden Lou said, it's a great way to kill windshield time. God, that's fantastic. That's one of the better compliments I've I'm received. never going to forget that term. Um, we thank y'all so much. I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. As always, we appreciate you.